Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone once again to another show. This is the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, RF. We'll definitely be joined by my co-host and co-pilot, uh, Royce, here in just a second. I want to welcome everyone to the program. If you guys are loyal listeners, then you know Tuesday is a power pack show. We get into all the sports stories over the weekend. We recap the NFL, scores, highlights. We'll go over our picks that we made on Thursday, see who gets to pick first this Thursday coming up. Now, we got so much to get into, so we definitely want to get the show started off right. Uh, so let me welcome on my co-host real quick. Royce, I want to bring you on real fast. Royce, how you doing tonight? Hey, right now, how's it going? You doing all right? Doing good, doing good. Well, you know, I'm I'm a little sad, man, uh, about the passing of Don Murdered, uh, former Dallas Cowboy quarterback. You know, I got to see him play growing up as a young boy. So mm-hmm. it's kind of sad to hear about that. Yeah, yeah. Now this, we do want to talk about that. We're going to start off the show with that on a, more of a little somber note about Don Meredith and also celebrate some of his accomplishments throughout his career also. We want to remind everyone that if you listen to us live, you're more than welcome to call in at any time and give your opinion, your thoughts, whatever you like to say uh, in response to anything that we say. This is one show we can call in and voice your opinion. This is sports from a fan's perspective. So, uh, give us a call at 323-927-2906, 323-927-2906. If you want to send us a Twitter message, it's twitter.com slash rfsportsradio, or email us at your, uh, I'm sorry, email us at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. And our chat room is open tonight, too, uh, which is something oh. new that we're doing. So if you guys want to chat with us in the chat room or chat with other listeners, go to blogtalkradio.com slash rfsports.com. And uh, follow the links to the chat room. Now, Royce, you got a chance to watch uh, Dandy Dunn play. Uh, I didn't get a chance to do that. I saw a lot of highlights, of course, since his passing. He did die at age 72 from a brain hemorrhage. Uh, so, why don't you give us a little background on Dunn and what what he was able to do as a cowboy and also in the rest of his life? Well, you know, first let me start off riding it. Uh, as a young boy. I can remember sneaking out of church on uh, Sundays during uh, the service to go to the Cotton Bowl to watch the Cowboys play. Back in that time, they were playing at the Cotton Bowl. And believe it or not, if you were under 13, you could get in with the adult free. And so I got to see a lot of Don Murdy's playing, man. I tell you, that's when I first became a Cowboy fan. Well, uh, Don Murdy passed away on the December the 5th. He was 72 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, he played nine full seasons in the National Football League. Uh, he was born in right here in Texas. He was a Texas born, you know, right in my brain of Texas. He played his football at SMU. You know, Rodney, he was so popular at SMU, they called it Southern Murders University. I mean, he was a big star back in the day, yeah. And uh, all the girls liked him. He was real popular. Uh, he was an All-American in 58 and 59. And uh, he was picked up by the Chicago Bears. He was drafted in 1960 and was traded to the Cowboys as a future draft pick. But, you know, incidentally, he was drafted. He was the first player ever picked for the Cowboys because they hadn't even had a franchise yet. Right. And back then, they were the Dallas Texans, which later on became the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he was a, he was a well-liked guy in Dallas. So, so he, he was the actual, the, 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 he was the first Cowboy. 
Uh, yeah, he's the first Cowboy quarterback ever. I mean, I, I, and to me, to see him play, you know, back then, in that day, in the Cotton Bowl, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of your listeners don't know anything about that, but actually they did play in the Cotton Bowl. And at halftime, we used to go out and get put along with corner dogs, play the corner dog. That was so exciting. But, uh, you know, he became, after he retired from football, he became a commentator on Monday Night Football in 1970. Mm-hmm. And uh, you might remember, you may remember as a young boy, he used to, uh, he became popular for when the team was getting blown out on Monday night. He would sing that song, turn out, Willie Nelson song, turn out the lights, the party's over. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he made that famous, and him and uh, Frank Giffen and Albert Cosell, man, they were the, they were the start of Monday Night Football. But in 76, he was inducted into the Cowboy Ring of Honor along with uh, Don Perkins, which was another famous part of um, a running back back in those days. But, you know, it was sad to hear him pass away. You know, he was well-liked in the NFL. He was a likable guy, you know. And uh, to be to be 72 and his accomplishments is just something else. So I just want to talk a little bit about Don Murray. And, uh, some of the older fans will remember him, and uh, we hate to, we hate to lose. Him. Yeah, so. and our condolences definitely go out to his family, friends, uh, former teammates, everyone that he had a chance to. Uh, well, everyone that had a chance to see him play, and he was able to bring some joy to so many people's lives. So we definitely want to uh, give our condolences to his family. Now I'm looking at some of his career highlights as a player. I mean, he was a three-time Pro Bowl selection, 66, oh. 67, 69. He made the uh, AP second team all pro in 66, and he also went, um, won the Burt Bell Award in, in 66 as well, too. Yeah. So he had yeah, a pretty right. illustrious career, and he's in the Cowboys Hall of Fame. What do you think his chances are to finally make the Hall of Fame? I probably will. Back then, I mean, uh, there wasn't a lot of big time. You know, Joe Nathan came along and made the quarterback position more popular, but nobody was big as Don Meredith back in his day. You know, he had a great smile, great personality. You know, and that transformed over to his career in football. But, uh, you know, we hate to lose him, and it's sad to hear about that. But, uh, like I said, I, I had a chance to see him play. You know, the other day we were talking about we were giving our top 15, 20 quarterbacks. You remember, I was, it just so happened I mentioned Don Meredith. Yeah, you know, it's one of my did. favorites growing up there. Yeah, so. But uh, on a lighter note, right now I have a question for you. Okay. Okay. How many Dallas Cowboys does it take to win a Super Bowl? <laughs> it takes at least, uh, what, 53 on the team, right? Nobody remembers. It's been so long. Oh, okay. <laughs> my okay. All right, so let's, let's go. go. Real funny. Save your Cowboy comments for the end of the show, man. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> for the end of the show. I'm looking at some other stuff. You guys want to learn more about Don Meredith and and what he's able to accomplish. Uh, Of course, you can always try Wikipedia. There's several different things on the Dallas Cowboys website. There's also information on any website, any sports website you go to. There is a movie that's loosely based on uh, Don Meredith, and that was uh, North Dallas 40, which the character in in that movie was Seth Maxwell. People say that's loosely based on uh, Don Meredith, so you can take that as you as you will. No doubt, for I did see that movie. It was a it was a good movie, and it talks a lot about the Cowboys yeah. and and playing in this area at that particular time back then. 
And um, he was a very, very outspoken guy. He got into some trouble on uh, Monday Night Football. And this is just from oh, the yeah. media standpoint, what he was able to do. He yeah, was actually the right. first one to refer to President Richard Nixon on TV as Tricky yeah, Dick. Tricky Dick. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. And he also was the one that announced that he was a mile high before the game in Denver, right, which right, uh, caused right. a little controversy as well, too. And one of his lines... He played, he played in a couple of movies, too, Rodney. He was, oh, yeah, uh, exactly. I remember exactly. he played an episode of King of the Hill, and uh, uh, he was a lifting teeth spokes, spokesman. You know, he was famous for the lifting teeth commercials. So, you know, like I say, he was a real personality, man. I mean, back then... Uh, yeah, other than Joe Namath, you know, nobody's more popular than uh, Don Meredith. So, yeah, but definitely. So you guys, we got some stuff posted on our uh, blog. If you go to rfsportsradio.blogspot.com, you can see some stuff that I put up there about Don Meredith um, yesterday. Uh, a really, really good article by uh, Calvin um, Watkins about Don Meredith. So if you go there, you can find that on uh, RF, RF Sports Radio. Dot blogspot.com. Let's get into a couple of more stories real quick. Uh, before we switch gears, we'll take a quick commercial break, Royce, and when we come right back, uh, we'll get okay. into the winter meetings and why the winter meetings are so important, especially when the football is going on like right. that. We'll be right back with the R Sports Radio Show live on Blog Talk Radio. Calling all models, models. calling all actors, actors. all music artists, music calling artists. all comedians, comedians and producers. I got producers. a question for you. Have you been having trouble finding gigs, and not just gigs, but paying gigs? Well, if that's you, look no further. Okay. We've got the perfect solution for your problem. Go to webookgigs.info right now. Okay. Sign up and create your profile. And let me tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get updates about shows and paid gigs sent directly to your personal I Twitter, like that. Facebook, email, and your phone. Now, the best thing about webookgigs.info is it's absolutely no cost to I sign up. That. So what are you waiting for? Don't delay. Webookgigs.info right now. Right now. Man, smoke in the city, available the now. City. Album features Blow Fly, Make Him, Ken Jack, and the Grit Boys, with many, many other. Also featuring production from super it's producer, none other than Big Chris. Available Chris. now at all of your favorite online retailers, iTunes, Amazon, Napster, Rhapsody, 7 Digital, E-Music, and every other major online retailer that you can think of. Don't wait, go pick up Smoke in the City now. It's blazing. We're back live on the RF Sports Radio Show. It's uh, your host, RF, along with my co-host, co-pilot, Royce. Uh, we just got to talking a lot about Don Meredith and his contributions. And, of course, as you guys know, he passed away uh, a few days ago. Uh, I want to talk real quick now, Royce, about the winter meetings in baseball. And I bet everyone's wondering, like, why in the heck are we talking about baseball at this time of the NFL season when so much is going on? Well, there's a big reason why we talk about baseball, because there's no other show online or podcast or blog talk radio show that uh, it talks a lot about the – talks more about the Rangers than we do. So we got to oh, bring it up because the Rangers in the news big time right now. And I, and I'm thinking back in my head, Royce, I don't remember any other time when the winter meetings were – such a big topic it's around important. here. Right. I guess 
Right. And I guess the reason now is because, you know, we went to the World Series last year with the defending AL uh, champions, American League champs. Right. And plus we got a huge deal going on with Cliff Lee, our star pitcher, our ace. And if we're going right. to keep Cliff, Cliff Lee, what changes are going to be made with any team that goes to a um, that goes to a World Series championship game, we always yeah, know what happens to the person that loses. Right. That, that team gets picked apart. Right. right. Yeah, they always lose the players. Never the same team the next year. I hope they can keep this team together, Rodney. But, uh, you know, like I said, same in the NFL, you know. You win, and uh, usually the money's out there. It's kind of hard to turn down that money. But, you know, it's important to get on it now because, uh, you know, that's when all teams make their moves now. In baseball, everybody's positioning themselves. You know, the Rangers, all the teams are beat now. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. And let me give you, let me give all of our listeners uh, a quick update. And, of course, we want to remind you guys, you guys can go live to our chat room if you want to chat about this subject as well. Just go to blogtalkradio.com slash rsports. You can join the chat room uh, right there. Uh, we do want to work. We have a couple of guests in the chat room right now. So I'm welcoming those guys on. But what I want to okay. ask real quick, Royce, and let me just give everyone an update first on this situation. But as you guys know, we got to sign Cliff Lee. That's our biggest priority of the offseason, signing Cliff Lee. Right. Right. And the Rangers have been steadfast about only offering him a five-year deal. Uh, and, of course, our biggest competition is, is the Yankees right now, who are going to offer him a five-year deal and perhaps even a six-year deal. Uh, now, the Yankees report today that they're ready to make Cliff Lee an offer he can't re- refuse. They're going to make him the oh, most yeah. lucrative deal to sign than any other person right now. Uh, well, we that's, knew that that's was on coming. The table. Yeah, we knew that was coming. So the only thing they're waiting on is to hear back from Cliff Lee's agent that it's okay to go ahead and make their offer. In other words, they're waiting on him to turn down a Texas Ranger offer right. or ask for right. a second offer before they uh, submit one. But then it comes out today, and they're reporting this story actually from MLB.com, but there are two other teams, mystery teams, that are prepared to offer quickly a seven-year right. deal. Right. Seven-year deal for anywhere between 20 to $25 million per right. year. I wonder what, who those two teams are. You have an idea? They they don't have an idea as to what what, what teams, two teams those are going to be right now. Right. But right. they're offering this guy a seven year deal, anywhere from twenty to twenty five million dollars per year. Wow! Wow! Mm. So I don't know. That's I mean, Ranger fans out there, please call and let us know because at this point right now, I'm thinking Cliff Lee is good as gone. I mean, I don't see how anybody could turn down twenty five million dollars a year. Guaranteed money for seven years of a contract. And even yeah, if we yeah. do get a deal in place, I mean, the Yankees are prepared to outbid us at any cost. And All I right. think that now Nolan Ryan and that whole team over there, Chuck Greenberg, um, Josh Daniels, are actually looking in other directions. They've been talking about bringing in Zach Grinke. But the Royals are pretty mad at the Rangers right now because they feel like the Rangers are lowballing to get Zach Grinke. They don't want to give up, you know, the amount of money. They don't want to give up the right kind of trade because their plan is so close to the vest because they don't want to overextend themselves until this Cliff Lee deal, uh, the chips fall on this particular deal. But Zach Grinke, if you guys don't know, is that second-best pitcher out there that's available right now. He's a Kansas City Royal. He's been a Cy Young winner before. So he is a good fit. He's not Cliff Lee, but he's a great fit to add to this team. And uh, another clear sign to me, Royce, that they might not be able to get, get Cliff Lee is a rumor comes out of the winter meetings today that they've been shopping a trade for Michael Young. 
Mm. They're looking to trade Michael Young to bring in some uh, younger talent, a better defensive third right. baseman, maybe even a, a first baseman, and also uh, looking at signing Adrian Beltray from the Angels as a third baseman since he's a free agent, and then trading right. Michael Young for some pitching. I mean, that, those right. signs right there point to me that maybe Cliff Lee may not be a Ranger. What do you think? Well, you know, you're absolutely right, Rodney, and it's kind of hard to turn down that money. But at the same time, they, they do have to prepare for it if he does leave. And you know what? Right now, I'm not going to really question the direction of the team because they fell short in the playoffs. You know, you have to do something to get over that hump. They made it to the door, not they had to kick the door in. So I, I'm not going to really question how they go about doing this just yet. We'll see when the season starts. They do have a lot of good players on this team, you know, but they need to do that take that extra step to get them to a World Series championship. So, I, I, you know, I like the direction they came in. They had a good year. I'm excited. So I, I, I know it's early, and it's talking for a position that's, that's exciting news here. But uh, I'm not going to, you know, really question this ownership. I'm going to give them a chance. I, mm. I think that's only fair. You know what I mean? Well, so you, you, so, you got a lot of faith in this in this organization, I mean, I'm just, well, I'm just thinking with the, I'm just thinking with the, with the way things are shaking up. I mean, they've got the money. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a question of money, as far as in my, in my opinion. If you guys don't know, they did sign a huge, hundred fifty million dollar a year deal with Fox Sports Net, and I don't, I don't know exactly, you know, what's the hold up, what kind of offer they're making Cliff, but they are playing hardball with Cliff. I mean. Do they know something that we don't know? Are they prepared to lose him and pick right, up somebody right, else? Right, now they're right. talking about maybe even trading Michael Young. So they're looking to make some kind of moves in the offseason. Yeah, but, you know, wouldn't I, it be easier to bring everybody back? Yeah, it would be. But like you said, that's hard to do. You, you're going to lose somebody. You know, anytime you go to playoffs, you're going to lose some players. And, and that's evident. So, uh, you know, still kind of early. I don't know who's going to be available. You know, uh, what kind of secret deals working in the back room? Because, you know, that's what baseball is. Baseball is a lot of back room deals. So I'm going to give them a chance, Rodney. You know, I'm waiting. I'm going to have wait and see attitude. But, you know, yeah, we, do have a, a of, almost, we have a We have a couple of callers calling okay, in. Yeah, we also have some guests yeah, live in the, uh, in the chat room as well, too. want to welcome all of our people to the chat room. We are discussing Texas Rangers right now. So let's welcome on uh, another caller real quick. He is a contributor to the show. He just started picking with us and has yet to make his way out of the bottom cellar. But we still welcome him on the show anyway. Uh, let me bring Rick on this. I mean, I'm sorry, bring Chosen on the show. Chosen, how you doing, man? Yeah, well, first of all, I'd like to say hello to you, too. And, and thank you for putting my business out there in the street like that. You know, so you can wait until the second. You can wait until the second, but that's all right. Uh, hey, Joe. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, Royce? Uh, I, hey, Joe, I gotta Joe, say, Joe, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Now I ask you later. Go ahead. I, I, I was gonna coming. say, I, I gotta say, man, I'm, I'm, a, I, I don't know what to say about the Rangers situation here personally. You know, New York, you know, what I'm saying has always tried to do their best to take. I, I think, you know, what I'm saying some of our best, most influential players away. The the, right. the players that keep the stands full the players that keep the money rolling in, and and I, I don't think they should let them leave. I, I, I hope right. they don't. That, that, that's that's right. my 
as a as a new Ranger fan, I don't think the pitching is what <laughs> you should disassemble. You can rearrange right. all the hitters you want, but that guy, right. you know, one player got us to the mark, and I think you should add to it instead of trying to letting it letting it dissipate. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Yeah, I agree with you on that. It's just it's just so hard to. You know, to outbid a team like the Yankees, they have this unlimited amount of money. They got this unlimited prestige. They've won several titles. And who wouldn't want to be a pitcher on that team with him, CeCe Sabathia, uh, possibly Andy Petty coming back? I mean, that rotation will be one of the best rotations of all time, you know, and and he's got an opportunity to go there. And I think, I honestly think that Cliff Lee is driven by money, to be honest with you, because in my opinion, there is no reason for him to leave uh, this team. He's got a young team, a team he can right. win with for a long time. He can already make himself, um, you know, right in, in tune with this community, this organization. He could be the face of the franchise, him and Josh Hamilton. One's a hitter, right. one's a pitcher. They could both be the face of the franchise. But I think he's prepared to leave all that to go cash it in. And if these teams out here, these two unnamed teams are offering this guy seven seven years, twenty to twenty five million per year, guaranteed money. That's the guarantee. What a hundred and forty million dollars at the least. I mean, that's that's huge. Ronnie, one thing I learned a long time ago is never question a man when he's offering more money. You know, because that's in a once in a lifetime deal. And what I mean, just put yourself in this situation. Would you take the money? I think I'd have to take the money. That's right. I mean, it's being honest. Right. I think I had to take the <laughs> right. money. Right, you'd have to take the money. <laughs> what about you? Wouldn't you take the money, Joseph? Well, you know, i got to be honest with you. I I would follow the money, too. You know, <laughs> right. 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 But, but I take it back, though. Uh, you know, if... If I have a, an opportunity to make myself into a brand, which he has a right, chance to do right, here, right. you know, I, I think my pockets will thank me later with all the branding that goes on. You oh, know, yeah. a contract oh, is one thing, but that right. doesn't mean that after that there's going to be anything left. And you know how players are. It comes fast and it leaves right, fast. Right, right, right. You know, he, he if he stays here, he eventually could become governor of Texas. That's how much they love him here, you know. So he does have a life after life after baseball here in Texas, you know. I don't know I mean, about New York. Uh, look, at, look at Nolan Ryan's a perfect example. Right, I mean, right, Look at right, Nolan Ryan. Right. He came there for right. a few seasons. Right. He played a lot with the Astros, too, but people right. love him here. I mean, he, he's right. got the same thing with Emma Smith, same thing with right. Troy same thing with right. Dion, Michael. Right. I, right. Any, right. any athlete so, here in Dallas, right. Don Meredith for that matter. Right. Any right. athlete right. here in Dallas that does anything, I mean, they they got a solid, they got a base right here in the Dallas Fort Worth, right, which is a right, huge base right. to have. And New York is full have. of stars. New York yeah, is you're full right. of stars. Yeah, you're full you're of right. stars, right? Let so me ask you guys see. this real quick: what what does a guy like um, Michael Young think? A guy that's been here with the team longer than any other person on the team. He was here for all those right. bad seasons. He stuck it out. He stayed with the team. Could have left several times, but they kind of built the team right. around him. Right. I mean, what is he thinking that now, you know, I've, I've, I've helped this team, this franchise turn everything around, the only piece of the puzzle that's right. still left, still on the team, and now they're talking about trading me after we go to a World Series for the first time. I mean, what do we, what do you think he's thinking, Royce? Well, you know, I have to feel bad for him, and he deserves better. I hate to see guys that have spent so much time doing the bad years and 
the protests come and then they they trades away as they leave. By the way, the Mavericks won tonight. So, but uh, I, you know, and they owe him a, a debt of gratitude. I like to see him keep him. But you know how baseball is. That that's just baseball. It really is. Yeah. He'll go away and do very well. Doesn't everybody need the Rangers and do very well? I mean, pretty much. Pretty much. A right, lot of players much. out there left the, right. left the right. Rangers so, and done, done pretty, be, pretty damn so well. Right. If right. one just left the Rangers, that's that great. I, I, I would hope that he's looking at it from another angle. I mean, you know, this is something that not only we're talking about, but everybody else in the world is talking right. about. You know, right. the Rangers hitting right. the World Series was big business. You know, that right. was the, the equivalent to me of almost like New Orleans going to their first Super Bowl last year. Right. So right. I, I personally think that what what he would know is is that him getting here, you know, saying that this is just talk right now, um, I don't think it's definitely time to feel bad at all because right. his stock has definitely gone up through the roof. Right. I think he's right. proved to, right. to the world and to the league, you know, how he can be dedicated for an organization and stick through the good times and the bad. So, I, I'm, man, I, I just say he add to it, you know, Rangers fans, get your prey on, man. Let's keep this team together. Let's keep it together. Right. I agree. Right. I agree. Right. Well, we will be covering um, – the Rangers in depth for this next season. We have formed a partnership with them. We want to thank everyone at the Rangers organization, especially the media department over there for allowing the show to have access to the Rangers this upcoming season. So we will be bringing you a lot more Rangers coverage. We'll be bringing you live audio from the locker rooms there, uh, blogging live from the game there. So stay in contact with the show if you guys are downloading us on iTunes right now. I always follow the show at RF Sports Radio dot blogspot dot com or on Twitter at twitter dot com slash rf sports radio. Let's pay a few bills real quick, Royce. We're gonna come back to talk a little BCS fiasco. If you guys don't know, we have proof that the BCS is a broken system. Um, so we're gonna talk about that real quick and also get into, of course, mm-hmm. Cowboys. We go over the picks real fast and see who won this this uh, week's uh, set of picks. Also, we'll be right back on the RF Sports Radio Show. What's up out there with it, world? What's up with it? It's your boy Chosen. Man, and I'm back in the building, you dig? And for all of y'all that haven't already done it, you know what I'm saying? Go out there and join icebreakerproductions.com right now. Support your favorite ICE artist right now. You know what I'm saying? Get a ringtone, get a t-shirt, buy the calendar right now. You can even pick up a teddy bear. You know what I'm talking about? We got everything. Got everything. Um, Every Wednesday, y'all need to be checking out the Icebreaker Radio Show at mm-hmm. 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. 7 p.m. Well, can you hear it? Icebreakerproductions.com. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Scroll down about the middle of the page and click on the player and you got us. You know what I'm saying? And if that ain't working for you, hop on iTunes and listen to us on the podcast. I ain't tripping. You know, you can get us on anywhere. anywhere. And uh, if you really want to know what's going down at all times with Icebreaker Productions, you got to follow us on Twitter at Icebreaker Radio. And if right you're a now. Facebook lover, hit us up, Icebreaker Productions. You know right what to do. And uh, for all of y'all that like them live, fresh videos, you know you can follow us on the YouTube channel, Chosen972. Right if you're now. you're in the old school and, you know what I'm saying, you still on MySpace, hit us up, 972. We ain't tripping. And uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and hop into this album, the reason that you're hearing my voice. Uh-huh. You like one of these artists, you know what I'm saying? So get your jam on, get your lean on. Yeah. And uh, I'll be back at you later on in the future with more ICE announcements. Already. 
All right. I want to thank uh, our sponsors, of course. I want to thank Icebreaker uh, Radio, also IcebreakerProductions.com. And, Toes, I know this is your company. Why don't you tell us a little bit real quick about what IcebreakerProductions.com is and about Icebreaker Radio. Breaker Productions is dedicated to helping the undiscovered artists break into the music industry. We offer free studio time, free production, and uh, we'll even distribute your music to over 130 online stores around the world. Uh, so if you're out there and your your dream is to make it in music, join Icebreaker Productions. Um, and then Icebreaker Radio is um, a station that's just dedicated to furthering that. You know, we give them a chance to get spins. We give them a chance to uh, actually come on and be interviewed. And we link them up with other people within our network. So Icebreaker Productions. There you go. And you'll be joining us back live again later on in the program to talk about some of our picks. We'll find out where you went wrong, man. We'll find out where you went wrong. Don't worry. We're going to fix this problem, man. We're going right. to lay hands on you tonight. We're going to hear you tonight, man. We got a couple more weeks to redeem this, Jeff. Got, what, four weeks left? You got four weeks left. So we're going to lay hands on you tonight and get you back on it in order, man. You got it, man. You got it. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to him later. Later on in the program. Now, Royce, now, I, I, as I said before the commercial break, I've got proof that the BCS system is broken. And so everyone right tune there, in. Uh, if you guys are listening live, if you if you know about what I'm going to say, give us a call right now, 323-927-2906. But we've got proof now that the BCS system is broken. Uh, if you guys haven't heard by now, but there was a mistake made in the final tabulations for the uh, BCS poll. Uh comes out that a guy by the name of uh, Jerry Palm, and I want to make sure I get his information correct because he got a, a website you guys definitely want to check. It's Jerry Palm. He runs a website called collegebcs.com, uh, collegerpi.com. He's worked with CBS Force. He's worked with a lot of different people, a very credible source. But he actually puts in all the same criteria that the BCS uses to tabulate the, the rankings that come up with right. who's one, two, three, et cetera, et cetera, by the point system that the BCS uses. So when you put everything in the system to crunch the numbers for the final rankings, the rankings that really determined who was going to be in the top ten, who was going to be in what bowl game, he found a discrepancy in what the BCS did. They actually left out a game. Uh, they, did, right. they did not calculate. And there was actually a uh, FCS game, it was a playoff game, between Appalachian State and Western Illinois. Two teams are not even in the BCS, Royce. They're one double-A schools. They're not even in the BCS. But since they didn't calculate their score, their points, it threw out the system by one place. It actually ranked the uh, Boise State Broncos number 11 and the LSU Tigers number 10. Uh, Now, what does this really mean? Now, the, the thing is, it wouldn't make a difference of what bowl game either team went to. Uh, they're still right. going to go to the same bowl. Boise State still going to play Utah at the uh, Mako Bowl in Las Vegas. That's not going to change. The thing would change it is, by Boise State making it to another top ten, would have guaranteed, or close to guaranteed, that the Mountain West Conference would have an automatic bid to the BCS by 2013 because you have to have certain teams finish within the top 10 of the BCS on a consistent basis for your conference to be eligible for an automatic bid. So now this keeps Boise State from having that automatic bid. 
Now, first, Royce, what's your initial reaction to this whole mess up here? Ronnie, it's always been a mess. I've always been against it. Anyway, and it's all the more reason that we need a college playoff championship. And, uh, I mean, to me, it's never been fair. Every, every year they pick, there's always some discrepancy. Uh, so, so, you know what I mean? So I'm not surprised. Uh, I'm not surprised. It's become a racket. I just, I just can't, I just, I, I can't, I, I can't understand it. To be honest with you. I mean, you, you, you go to this computer system, but then you forget the computer right. system is based on the data that you put in. That so how do you forget right. to put in all the data? You know, and then, and, and this, and if this, if this doesn't scream for a playoff system, I don't know what else does. Now, this is oh, what the Boys of State president said. Right. This is what the Boys of State president said after he heard about. It. He says we allow the BCS to work. It's magic with no idea of how accurate its rankings right. are on a week-to-week basis. No one knows. They don't make their actual rankings and criteria public to everyone. The only thing they do is they put right. these numbers into a computer and expect us to see, well, okay, this is what the computer tabulated, but they don't make none of that stuff public uh, whatsoever. Now, the uh, BCS president did come out and say he was very, very concerned about the uh, about the discrepancy, he did recognize it was a discrepancy. His actual quote was he was deeply disturbed about what he learned about about the mistake. Uh, he also went on to say the error should have not have happened. It's unacceptable. The final standings have been corrected. Fortunately, it had no effect on any team's eligibility for the BCS games. But the simple fact that it could have means this issue would be near the top of the agenda for the conference commissioners is what he said during that review next spring. Uh-huh. But, you know, at this point, Royce, what needs to happen? I mean, do we need to go to Congress? Do we need to do that? I mean, the same thing that Congress uh, did with baseball, right, right. with exposing everything. Do we need to do that now? Right, the college football is, and the bid, and the bid is so powerful now, I don't think even Congress can mess with it. But I tell you what, you can lie. I can call ten people right now that couldn't explain how, how you know, the system you know, they just know it's fed into a computer. I, I could call ten people that couldn't explain, so I can't explain it either. Yeah, I know it's a, it, it's really a good reason to have a play. I've been saying that for years, so uh, I'm stumped. I really am stumped. I can't believe it. I mean, I mean, and my thing is, what are you guys uh, scared of? You look at, you look at these. The uh, let's take let's take college it's basketball as a perfect example. You have right. a tournament of sixty-four yep. teams. Just because you include 64 teams in a tournament does not hurt any of the recruiting for the powerhouse teams. Kentucky's always good. Uh, You know, Connecticut's going to be decent. You know that Michigan State's going to be good. Duke's going to be good. North Carolina's going to be good. Baylor's going to be good. None of these teams change. The powerhouse schools are still the powerhouse schools, regardless. So what's the problem when having a playoff system is, is that they're scared to play Teams like TCU, Boise State, uh, Utah, these other teams, are they just scared to play these teams? Well, what are they worried about? It's not going to change the recruiting landscape. We didn't do that for college basketball. So what are these guys worried about on the football level? And this right here screams for something to happen. And, you know, in the tournament, there's always some unknown school or some small school that, that, you know, makes a statement in the 64 game. It does give the, 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 the smaller schools a chance to, you know, to make it to the big stage. You know, we don't see that in, in, in college football. You know, 
And like I say, they need to go to another system. I've always said that. I've always been against it. But I don't even think an act of Congress, uh, the Senate, uh, anybody can change the way the college football has been rated. I just Mm. don't. Well, you know, you look at senators, of course. We've had senators say stuff in the past, but they were speaking on regards to schools that they went to. Uh, Right. So they weren't even looking at it as a whole. But right. this thing right here is is it's just ridiculous. I mean, you 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 throw off you throw off one place. I mean, this this team this this team that played Appalachian State, uh they played a game against uh who did they play? They played nobody. But they played a game against a team that wasn't even in the BCS. Neither one of these teams in the BCS. Uh Appalachian State and Western Illinois, neither one of these in the BCS. So how does their result affect who makes it in the top 10? I mean, does that make any sense? The whole thing doesn't make sense to me, Rodney. <laughs> maybe you can, maybe you can explain it to me. I don't know. But I don't, I don't know. So at a later date, sometime you sit me down and you explain it to me. Okay. Yeah. When you figure I don't it know. out. I don't know. Well, we here on the show. I mean, Royce, they get agreement with me. We voted that you guys get it together, find out what you're doing wrong, which is this BCS deal, and have a freaking playoff, man. You can still have the bowl games, just make them playoff games. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Don't worry about right. the kids missing school. They're missing school already. These guys are playing right. for that season, and they're going to go to pro anyway. Go ahead and have a playoff system and crown a true, true college football Excellent. champion. Right. A true champion. You know, the same way no they do in basketball. Just crown a true champion. That's all you got to do. We, we know everybody win the bowl game think they're number one. So, well, I mean, you you, you got to figure that out. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Let's pay another bill real quick, Royce. When we come back, we'll be joined by another contributor to the program. Rick will be joining us on the, on the show. We're going to talk real quick about uh, some boxing news, get into that real fast. We'll talk real quick about the Rangers, and we'll jump right into the NFL. Uh, you're live on the RF Sports Radio Show. Oh, yeah, the oh, wait is finally yeah. over. The new release from Rifleman, Smoke in the City, Smoke available the now. City. Album features Blow Fly, Mayhem, Ken Jack, and the Grit Boys, with many, many other. Also featuring production from super producer, none other than Big Chris. Available now at all of your favorite online retailers, iTunes, Amazon, Napster, Rhapsody, 7 Digital, E-Music, and every other major online retailer that you can think of. Don't wait, go pick up Smoke in the City now. It's Calling all models, calling all actors, all music artists, calling all comedians and producers. I got a question for you. Have you been having trouble finding gigs, and not just gigs, but paid gigs? Well, if that's you, look no further. Okay. We've got the perfect solution for your problem. Go to WeBookGigs.info right now. Okay. Sign up and create your profile. And let me tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get updates about shows and paid gigs sent directly to your personal I Twitter, like that. Facebook, email, and your phone. Now, the best thing about WeBookGigs.info is it's absolutely no cost to I sign up. That. So what are you waiting for? Don't delay. WeBookGigs.info right now. Right now. We want to thank all of our sponsors for jumping on board. If you guys would like to work with 
RF Sports Radio and sponsor uh, in sponsorship of your business, your service, whatever you have. Feel free to email the show at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. Uh, let us know exactly what your product is, your service is, and how you want to advertise it. And one of our uh, sales associates will get right back to you. So definitely give us a hit us up on email, rfsportsradio at gmail.com. Let me bring Royce back on, and we'll be joined by Rick here later on in the program. Uh, Royce, did I got you there? Yeah. Okay. Now, real quick, Royce, now me and you talked about this story earlier today. Uh, but there is some boxing news on the horizon. There's actually going to be an induction to the Hall of Fame, the Boxing Hall of Fame, and they're inducting uh, Julio Cesar Chavez and yeah, also Iron Mike Tyson. Uh, it's going to be inducted as well. Now, another guy being inducted is uh, Rocky Balboa is being inducted also, okay. uh, which, is, of course, as we guys know, the is best the best of the long right. Now let's let's first of all let's let's get the elephant out of the you know elephant in the room first. Why is Rocky Balboa Sylvester Stallone being inducted to the Boxing Hall of Fame? Well, you know, Rodney, if you look at Sylvester Stallone, what is he known for? Rocky, and what Rocky did for boxing, you know, he did a lot for boxing. So uh, I I could understand that pick, you know, and. Uh, who else you gonna pick? Uh, in, in him. <laughs> I mean, to me, he was a boxer, Rocky. You know, he made he. That's what he's known for. So, uh, and I'm glad to see Mike Tyson go because uh, actually I saw highlights of his some of his fight. You know, he was the youngest fighter that ever won a title. You know, and in his yeah. younger days, I mean, he was a beast, man. He, he really was. He he really put boxing. Uh, you know, I mean, he was a uh, already big. He he brought it back to Muhammad Ali style status. You know, boxing. So, yeah. Uh, well, of course, uh, then I I feel like, and this is you know, I feel like in my okay. generation he was the best right. that I saw. You know, and that, right. that was when he right. was uh, good. But my it's generation right, yeah. was the best guy that I ever saw. Uh, boxing, right. I think, is well deserved. I think uh, Chavez is another guy that oh, ruled his division well that did exactly right. what he had to do. So I think he's right. uh, deserving as well. Rocket kind of threw me for a loop, but if you think about it. His impact on uh, not only uh, not only boxing culture but the world was huge. Right. Even uh, Hall of Famer Emmanuel Stewart, uh, famous uh, Hall of Famer Emmanuel Stewart, said the two things that brought boxing back to the forefront with the public was the great success of the 1976 Olympic team and when Sylvester Stallone right. gave us our heavyweight champion Rocky Balboa. Uh, so he right. was such a, a huge influence, and not just on. Uh, boxing, but also the world is bringing boxing uh, back to the forefront. So congratulations to them. Uh, Tyson's comments after knowing that he's going to be inducted, he said, I'm honored. He said, the sport of boxing has given me so much, and it's truly a blessing to be acknowledged alongside other historical boxing legends because it paved the way for me, as I hope I have inspired others in this great sport. Uh, so, of course, Tyson being humble as well. Now, Tyson is a student right. of the game. He studies a lot of boxers, too. Right, right. He had a great teacher, too, you know. Yeah, uh, Customata, right. Right, Customata, he had a great teacher. And I believe if Customata hadn't passed away so early in Mike's career, he would have went a whole different direction. But, you know, yeah. going back to the Rocky thing, I can remember watching the movie at the, in the theater, and people were actually cheering. And believe you know what I mean. They were believing that, you know. Yeah. So uh, he did bring a lot to back boxing, but uh, 
Uh, kudos to Mike Tyson, man. Kudos. Yeah, kudos to Mike. Kudos to Mike. So we'll talk more about that as the story goes on. If you guys want to jump in and comment, again, our live number is 323-927-2906. The chat room is open. We do have guests in the chat room. I want to welcome all our guests in the chat room right now. Uh, they're discussing still Cliff Lee right now in the chat room. If you guys go to blogtalkradio.com slash Sports, you can get into our chat room there. Um, now, let's get to a couple of NBA talk. We're going to bring on Rick here in just a second. Let's bring on some NBA talk real quick, Royce. The, the, you mentioned that the Mavericks win tonight. They actually Mavericks get their 10th win in a row. 105 to 100. Right. So they get their 10th win in a row. They're on a the roll. They got some teams coming up that they're actually going to be able to beat pretty handily. Their toughest game is going to be right. Saturday night against the Utah Jazz. Uh, they right. actually play Thursday night. They play um, New Jersey Nets, which will be the return of Avery Johnson. We'll right. be there at that right. game to get some we'll live out of you guys. Yeah, we'll get some live audio for you guys from Avery's return to the AAC. So on Thursday night, we will not have a program at 9.30. It'll be Friday night at 9.30, uh, which we'll do our program that we normally do on uh, Thursday night. So it's a quick program and note for everyone there. But real quick about the Mavs, one thing that I thought I wanted to really look at tonight was the fact that Tyson Chandler was not going to play tonight, so that meant Brendan Man. Haywood had to start. And Brendan Haywood, I would thought he would take better, you know, better advantage right. of this opportunity by being a starter, being the no, big he, man on the on the court. He got showed up, but <laughs> he got showed up by Mahaney tonight. I mean, this youngster right. again, and he stepped in once before. He comes in and has a great night tonight. So I mean, so oh, where yeah, does this play? I mean, are we looking at you know? I know Carlisle how he is about playing rookies, playing young players, right. but he must like right. these guys. They're still on the team. They're still playing. Right. Well, you know, uh, like like I say, in order for the Mavericks to take that next step and get out of the first and second round, is to have a deep bench. And uh, uh, from what I've seen, these guys coming off the bench, if they, they play like this in the playoffs, they got a very good chance of going, you know, mm-hmm. deep in the playoffs. So uh, I like what I'm seeing out there on this Mavericks team. Yeah, the more I watch this Mavs team, Royce, I really feel the same way. I feel like they could right. have a chance to really – go deep into the playoffs. I mean, you saw the Lakers go on a three-game losing streak. Right. Uh, so the, anything and, can happen. I mean, these, they look like the team to beat. The only other team with a better record than them in the, in the division, the two teams with a better record, New Orleans and um, San Antonio, they beat both of those teams. So, you know, they, I mean, they I, broke I, I like what of, they're doing. They broke uh, everybody's winning streak. In New mm-hmm. Orleans, <laughs> Utah was on winning streak. Uh, the Celtics, I mean, uh, they they can beat any team in the NBA. Uh, I'm waiting on the Lakers, so we'll, we'll see. They beat the Lakers, and they beat some of the great elite teams. Uh, go, good old, go Mavericks, man. I'm excited. Yeah. And, uh, of course, if you guys don't remember last season, the uh, Golden State Warriors came in here right. with basically Thanks. six players and lit us up. Uh, right. Monte Ellis had, I think, 45 points, 44 points right. that game. Within the two games right. he played the Mavs last season, he averaged 41 points. And they were able right. to keep him under control tonight. Uh, let's right. bring in our resident NBA analyst, NFL analyst, analyst also. Overall, a uh, very, very smart guy when it comes to sports. Let me welcome Rick onto the program. Uh, Rick, we got you on. Rick, how you doing tonight, man? Hey, I'm doing fine, man. All else, how you doing, Royce? How's it going, man? Hey, what's going on, Rick? You know what, Rick? Y'all, 
I got an email. I got an email from a fan. Tell me to ask you this question. Are okay. you ready? Yes. How sir. do you keep a Dallas? How do you keep a Dallas Cowboy out of your yard? <laughs> I heard this. So Put I emailed him back and told him. No, I tell I emailed him back and told him put up a goalpost. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted. I, I mean, I just want to read that to you. I couldn't wait because she, she wanted to answer as soon as possible. So I told him just put up a goalpost. Right. I so appreciate that because I would have got, got okay. that one wrong because, you know. Right, okay. <laughs> okay, I just want to let you know. Welcome to the show. Hey, like that one, right? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good, man. You guys, see, he, uh, Ricky got cowboy jokes today, man. He hit me I know, I know. It's, it's, it's all good, though. He got cowboy jokes, man. <laughs> Did, you Did you hear the first one? Did you hear the first one? No, I didn't hear Let me hear it. Okay, how, how many Dallas Cowboys does it take to win a Super Bowl? Damn it. Nobody remembers. It's been so long. Okay. Next. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. I told uh, save all your comments for the show, buddy. Save them all for the end of the show. Okay. Okay. All right, Rick, yeah, real quick, I'm, let me, I'm, let me I'm, get I'm to I'm listening to you guys right now, you know, talk yeah, about right. um, the Mavericks, you know. And, you know, I, I, I have to admit, I, I really, really like and enjoy what I'm seeing from the Mavericks. Right, you know, right. what a difference a, a stretch zone defense makes, you know, right. even though they played stretch zone a little bit last year, but it seems like they got a little bit more together this year. Y'all mentioned before that Monte Ellis came in and ate them up last year. The Golden State Warriors right. pretty much beat them with just six people, you know, and it makes a difference. You know, they're able to actually get out there and defend people. The only concern that I had with the Mavericks tonight was the fact that Tyson Chandler was out. You know, and with him not being there, I have to give Golden State credit because they did attack the basket. Right. I don't right. think they right. would have been able to attack the basket as much, you know, if Tyson Chandler was there. Right. Now, I'm not saying that they did a lot of scoring in the paint, but, you know, everybody knows from grade school on up, you know, if you can attack the basket, your chances of winning are a whole lot better. The Mavericks was just able to, to, to muscle up on them a little bit and go ahead and pull that win out tonight. It was it was it was big pretty much for the whole team. 'Cause it wasn't it was should have been a letdown game for them. But it, even right. though it looked like they was doing that, they were still able to pull that out, man. Ten wins in a row, man. Go Mavs, for real. Yeah. You know exactly. this team this 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 team three years ago would have lost a game like that, you know, Golden State I always give the Mavericks a hard time. You know, they had a hard, you know, they upset them the first round in the playoffs. But the key word you said about the Mavericks was defense, and that's what I'm seeing more of is defense. Right. Yeah, I agree and, and they, they, they did really, really well, you know, and I, I agree. I think Brennan Haywood should have took more advantage of, of his situation out there, but he got showed up by the youngster. You know, the youngster was out there doing his thing both offensively and defensively. You know, now he didn't just get out there and score a whole lot of points, but he, he kind of dominated the paint in there, right. you know, when he uh, had right. his opportunities. You know, he did pretty good. Right. Dirk hit some big shots for him. You know, I mean, good shots at the right time. You know, Dirk right. was able to knock some down. I mean, the Mavs played good tonight, man. You got to give them credit. And the game was close, you know, at the end of the game. Right. It was pretty much close the whole way. You know, it was a really good game, but it looked like Golden State could have pulled that game out, but the Mavs, Mavs wasn't going to let them. They wasn't, mm-mm, couldn't defeat them tonight, man. 
Now, Rick, any thoughts on Avery's return on Thursday night? I mean, I, I would I would assume that the crowd's gonna be very very receptive. Maybe get a, a standing no when he's introduced. But some of your thoughts initially on Avery coming back to the AAC? You know, it, it, it would really surprise me if he didn't get a standing ovation. You know, they weren't able to pull it out when he was there, but they got there. That's as far as they've ever gone. You know, so you know you got to give Avery Johnson a whole lot of credit. So I would really right. be surprised. But on the flip side, once they get in between the lines, they don't get thumped pretty good. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. The, Nets, yeah, the, Nets much, the Nets are going to take a beating now. I mean, because just the Nets coming in, I don't think that the Mavs are let down for that game for the simple fact that Avery Johnson is there, Devin Harris is there. You know, I don't think it's going right. to be any type of letdowns. You know, the Mavericks are going to want to win that game. Yeah. And yeah, plus, uh, they, they they new model this year depend on how, so. Uh, they are defending their house. I, I must, and I, I really got to give them credit there too, because they are winning at home. But man, it's ten in the world. They winning everywhere. They winning everywhere they right. play. Right. Now I still right. got to. I still have a. I still have a concern with you know uh, uh, playoffs. You know I don't have a, a problem with the Mavericks in their playoff position, and they're gonna pretty much get a shot at it anywhere within that eight. You know, and with the right, West right, the way it is, right. anywhere in there, you, you pretty much got a chance. So, you know, they may be able to beat L.A. sometime during the season, but I'm concerned. Right, that, right. Uh, right. Can that they beat L.A. in a series? You know, can they right. beat them, you know, four out of that seven? That would be my, mm. my issue. Yeah. Not playing yeah. them and, you know, other teams in between and all that kind of stuff. I mean, muscle up and let's go toe-to-toe. Calls are going to be a whole lot tighter, and it's going to be yeah. Kobe Bryant in the playoffs. That's pretty well, yeah, good there you go. I mean, it's a test. It's going to be the true test. You're right about that. Uh, switching gears real quick, let's jump into a couple of NFL stories before we get to the scores and, and go over the picks and everything uh, real fast. Uh, a big NFL story that broke uh, Monday was the fact that the Denver Broncos fired Josh McDaniels. He's out of a job, and he didn't, he didn't even have to play the Green Bay Packers to lose his job. So he's the first NFL quarterback, I mean NFL coach, to be fired without having to play the Green Bay Packers this year. And uh, he's let go in his uh, second season. Um, now, initially, Royce, I, I know how you love, you like the Broncos. You've been a fan since the Orange Crush right. days. What are your initial thoughts on Josh McDaniels being fired? Do you think it was too soon or do you think it was time to make the change? Josh got fired because he let Cutler go and put his season on Kyle Hart. <laughs> that's that's why he left Denver. I think still think he's a genius for the coach. You know, he's a young player, he'll rebound somewhere else. But but that's why he was fired. He he put his uh season on Kyle Horton. Now I can agree with you. I think that the main reason why he got let go was because some of the personnel decisions that he did make. That and right. adding to the fact that this whole scandal with uh taping of the practices overseas in London when they played uh, overseas in London, and this was a this was actually something that he didn't take responsibility for. Say he didn't see the tape, although somebody in the organization did videotape uh, the other team's practice during their practice session and try to show it to the coach. Although he did say that he did not uh, look at anything. Now he is from that Bill Belichick staff from back in the day, so maybe someone else from this, you know was trying to help him out. I don't know, but he tried to distance himself away from it. I think he lost his job because of that, because of that controversy. 
a lot of people in the Denver Broncos organization did not like the fact that he was tied in to anything remotely like that. Add on to the fact that the personnel changes, like you mentioned, he came in uh, last year, got rid of Jay Cutler off the bat, got rid of Brandon uh, Marshall as well. Those are two key players right now that they could uh, definitely use on the Denver Broncos. And then uh, what I didn't understand, you draft Tim, you draft Tim Tebow, uh, you know, in the first round, and then you go with Kyle Orton. You know, I think if he at least if he at least went with Tim Tebow as a quarterback this year, maybe he would have had somebody else to blame for going three and nine besides himself. Because then you you know you got the whole thing about the rookie quarterback, this, that, and the other. Maybe he would have had somebody else to blame if he'd have played Tim Tebow a lot more often. Uh, now, the uh, owner for the Denver Broncos, this was his statement. He says he thinks the responsibilities that Josh McDaniels uh, was burdened with, and it's fair to say that we probably burdened him uh, with too much of that, and we were unfair to him in that respect. Well, if you feel like that, why'd you fire the guy? That's right. how I feel. If you think you gave him too much responsibility, too yeah. much burden, yeah. why'd you fire the guy? Uh, Rick, what do you think about that? I mean, that's 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 company that's company line, you know, and it's not it's not far fetched for them to really believe that, you know, they did put too much, you know, on that guy's shoulders. Man, how old is he? Thirty three, thirty four years old, you know, first coaching job, you know, of that magnitude without having been an assistant of a pretty good while, you know what I mean? It's it's he he was an assistant for a short short period of time, so I mean, it was a lot on his shoulders. And I, I totally agree with you. I think that he was fired because of that that whole scandal. The personnel moves not really, you know, they 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 come and go. You know, he didn't put it, all of his eggs in, in in that one basket in Kyle Orton. That was just his only option. He traded to get rid of Cutler. He was going to try to come back with some other quarterbacking situation. That had to have been in the plan. He tried to, you know, they the Broncos are trying to distance themselves from that whole situation. They want to make sure there are absolutely no links. We're going to get rid of you and all the people that we think are suspect. We do not want to be caught up into that same mix with filming, you know, uh, practices and all that whole stuff that the Patriots was in. That's what I think that was all about. Okay, well, look, look, look at the coaches that's been fired. We've had coaches. This is the first time I remember you had three coaches fired in the season. In the season, uh-huh. I didn't know that Jerry Jones, I think, started a trend. You lose, and that that that's nothing new in the NFL. You're gone, but they usually wait till the end of the season. But uh, they, they find guys, you know, offensive coordinators. You know, San Francisco did it. Remember, uh, second game or third game of the season. So this is a new trend in the NFL, and I, I think they just, you know, they were so terrible that, you know, instead of the, you fire the coach, you know. And with it being a trend, it's sad. It's sad to say that. You know, all three of those firings, firings were necessary. You know, wasn't nobody paying attention to Wade Phillips anymore, so they had to get rid of him. Chile was causing way too much commotion up there in Minnesota. And this whole little right. scandal thing up in, in, in Denver, no, they don't want to be a part of that. You know, so really the firings were, were, were necessary. A coach like Jeff Fisher, his season is going to end up pretty bad. And I I, I, I really don't think that, um, that Tennessee is going to bring him back next year. Especially with them, you know, saying that they're gonna make a decision between Fisher and 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 Vince Young or whatever the case is, 
just the, the team, the team situation, and you know the way they're playing this year. I think you know it's going to be time for them to move on from from Jeff Fisher. He's been there a long, long, long yeah. time, man. A long and that brings time. me, and that brings me to my next question. I'm glad you said that. Who's next? I mean, who is next in the NFL right. to get fired? You know, right. whether it be now or at the end of the season. It could be season, if, if I had to give an opinion on it, it would definitely be you know uh, Jeff Fisher. Uh, and uh, North Turner, you know, both of those guys, you know, are you know pretty much on the hot seat, you know, in my estimation. I would also uh, think that that Gary Kubiak down in Houston, he's probably on the hot seat, yeah. and they're gonna yeah. get rid of that whole situation in Miami if Bill Parcells don't stay there. Yeah, uh, you know, with him, if he just go there. ahead and if he totally remove himself, Tony Sperano and his crew can pretty much hang it up. Yeah, nah. Where do you think it's gonna be next? Well, you know, Ronnie, I got to agree with Rick. I, I agree with the choices he made, but like I said, who's next? And uh, like I said, that's a trend now in the NFL. You know, and, and a lot of owners are unloading a lot of baggage because we might even have a football season next year. Nobody's, you that's know true. what I mean? So, right, you know, uh, like Pete Curl, <laughs> he's probably the only safest one in the league right now, you know, because he can always go back to college. I'm pretty sure something happened. But, uh, you know, he probably got the best deal going right now. So, I, I, like I said, who knows? It's going to be a lot of – I think it's going to be a lot of changes in the NFL at the end of this season. Yeah. You know, because it's been a weird season, let's admit. Yeah. I yeah. think I think, uh, I think think all the names that you named, Rick, and I'll throw another name in there too. i got to throw in uh, Marvin Lewis in Cincinnati. I think Marvin he's definitely – I think he's definitely going to be a guy that may not be there. This may be the biggest head coaching vacancy year ever. I mean, even I thought maybe two years ago was big, but this year may be the biggest coaching vacancy year ever because you you already have three interim head coaches in there now. Uh, So it's already three, and I think at the end of the season you may have well over six different coaching vacancies. Right, and there's actually two more names that I could give you because John Fox, you know, he could pretty much Yeah, John Fox, you know. Right. He can pretty much, you know, cancel Christmas there. And then what about Jim Caldwell? What well, yeah. yeah. What about uh, Mike Singletary? You know, yeah. there, there's some names yeah, out there. Yeah. If you right. if you right. had to excuse anybody, you know, it would probably be him. That team was terrible when he got them, you know, and he's been there a short period of time, and he made a few changes. You know, I I don't know if I would give up on Singletary just yet. You know, I can see it happening, but I don't know if I would give up on him just yet. Yeah. Well, they just need a quarterback. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, yeah. We, they, they think they found him a choice, but we'll see right. what offseason moves that they do make. Real quick before we get into uh, the other NFL scores, because we got to talk about this Patriots beatdown of the Jets, uh, 45-3. Oh, wow. We got a special wow. guests coming on the line for that. Uh, so let's, let's jump real quick on this Albert Hainsworth story, then we'll get to the other NFL scores. Albert Hainsworth has been suspended four games, the last four games of the season, uh, without pay. And all this, is, of course, has been going on well before the season even started, uh-huh. from having him do the conditioning test to sitting him out some games, you know, trying to trying their best to get him to play ball, play the Mike Shanahan way of ball. Um, and this is going to be the biggest robbery, I think, you know, in NFL history. This guy's going to make almost $100 million, $39 million guaranteed. And he didn't even play a whole season. Now he's going to sit out the rest right. of the four games. 
uh, without pay, but he still got a guaranteed $39 million coming to him in the first season of a, of a big contract. And this all stemmed from a meeting that he had with the GM. He told the GM face-to-face, I'm not going to talk to Mike Shanahan, period. We had nothing to talk about. I'm not going to yeah. communicate with him whatsoever. And I think that was the last straw. I think at that point they had to make a move, some type of disparate action against Albert Hainsworth. Now, Royce, now you, you're a Shanahan. You like what Shanahan does, you like his teams, the way he right. coaches. Now, why is he the one player that I can think of that's really just bucked whatever Shanahan has told him to do? I mean, is it, is it Shanahan's style, or does this guy just don't want to play for Shanahan? Well, I think Hainsworth is a ticking time bomb. That, that's number one. It's something wrong with it uh, because anytime you get that kind of money and, and, and stuff with it, and I, I got to put some of the blame on Dan Snyder. He created that monster. When he, I gave him $100 million contract, that was unheard of for a lineman then. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just got too big, and, and that's why they brought in Shanahan to control that beast. You know, they had trouble with him last year before Shanahan got there. He, you know, but he, he needs to grow up. He's a big baby. And the reason why he did what he did was because of the contract he had. Play or no play, $39 million guaranteed. Yeah, yeah you can retire. I mean, you can do you anything, pretty much do anything you want. Yeah. <laughs> right. Rick, so they, Rick, I, Rick, I, Rick, I, Rick, go ahead, Royce. Let me cut you off. Go ahead. Now, he, he created that monster. He really did. So, And uh, they should have looked into him before they got him because Tennessee didn't have no trouble getting rid of him. So yeah. I don't know what was going on with him. Right. So go ahead, Rick. Now, Rick, what's, Rick, what's your this reaction to that? And also, I want to ask you another question is, if I mean this guy gets suspended, say he doesn't, he's not with this team next year. Would anybody in the league want to pick him up? No. Man, you know, to to answer your first question, you know, I think Albert Hainsworth has got some serious issues. I really, I really do. Right. <laughs> I you know, do. But I, do. I don't, I don't blame Albert Hainsworth for this whole situation. This is Shanahan at work. That's exactly what this is. I mean, because if he wanted to make it work with 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 Hainsworth, he could. There's there's no doubt about it. Both of them can give and take a little bit. And Shanahan plays games in the media, and he does different things, you know, to to make situations look look uh, different than what they really are. Everybody know how Shanahan is. I give it. Shanahan is a smart coach, and he's using. Albert Hainsworth, in my opinion, to show the rest of the players, look, I don't care who you are, how much money you make. I will get rid of you. This is my opinion. You're going to do what I say. And I don't necessarily blame him for that. But to that point, wouldn't benching a guy like Donald McNabb, uh, a pro bowler, uh, a caliber player of Donald McNabb, your starting quarterback, wouldn't benching him get the same response? I mean, now you're playing with $39 million. I mean, you're throwing that away. to prove that, a point. I, I I agree. That will prove a point. But that wasn't necessarily for the rest of the team. That was for Donovan McNabb. And, and if you think about that, uh, uh, Shanahan inherited that mess with Hainsworth. Yeah, and anytime, anytime you get a guy comes in overweight, making that kind of money, and don't want to practice, either he, that's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah, right it, it is. And I'm not removing right. Hainsworth from this because he's right. got issues. Right. Hainsworth could remove right. himself from a lot of those issues right. if he wanted right. to. Right. He's got right. problems, you know. 
But Shanahan know he could have handled that that differently. That thing was bad from the start. Shanahan never even gave that boy a shot at it. Maybe he was messing with him to see if he could handle it or, or whatever the case was. But I think he's I think he's he's a pawn in the game. He was the highest paid player. Shanahan had to show the team, look, I'm the boss. I'm the boss. Okay, let me ask you. Now, let me ask Rodney, Rodney question. Wasn't he a bust when he got there? Rodney wasn't I mean, he, he, was, he, he wasn't was a bust. He wasn't a player no. that they thought they were buying. He was no. a bust when he, he wasn't got there. He wasn't a hundred million dollars worth, no. No. Right, he right. No. He was a bust when right. he, he was from the get go. He was still solid. And to answer your second question, yes, I think somebody would pick him up. Ain't nobody gonna give him a hundred million, but somebody is gonna. Man, that boy is three hundred and forty-five, fifty pounds, man, and he's quick as a cat. Rick, don't nobody What's want that? no player on their roster that's gonna come in overweight that you got to tell to do stuff like a kid doesn't practice, doesn't give you a hundred percent. I don't want him on my team. I don't want him. I don't want him on. I don't, don't, don't want him on mine. I don't want him on mine. Right. I'm not saying I would, but somebody but there's gonna, there's gonna be there's gonna be a coach out there, a GM out there that feels like they got the right fit to rehabilitate. Okay. Um, you Guarantee. know, Abba You know, there's gonna be somebody out there. Well, Pac Man Jones. That what happened to Pac Man Jones? Everybody I know <laughs> got a chance yeah, like that. That's true. He's out of the league right now, and I can that's name true. more than him. But I can name a lot of the players. Right. I can name a lot of players. Right. Right, I can name a lot of players that, that just, just, you know, just just messed up, you know. Right. Now let's take a let's take a real quick pause. We got about twenty minutes left in the program. A real quick pause for a quick commercial break. And uh, Royce, you know, and Rick, I've been accused of a lot of things, but one of our uh, one of our contributors has accused me of being un- unpatriotic. So we'll get into right. that next. Let me get quick commercial real quick, and we'll be back with the R Sports Radio Show. Uh, okay, and I got one more. Oh, yeah, the oh, wait is finally yeah. over. The new release from Rifle Man, Smoke in the City, Smoke available the now. City. Album features Flow Fly, Mayhem, Kenfo Jack, like and the Grit Boys, with, with many, many other. Also featuring production from super producer, none other than Big Chris. Available now at all of your favorite online retailers, iTunes, Amazon, Napster, Rhapsody, 7 Digital, E-Music, and every other major online retailer that you can think of. Don't wait. Go pick up Smoke in the City now. It's blazing. It's blazing. Okay, and we're back live on the R Sports Radio Show. And as I was mentioning before the quick break, uh, I've been called a lot of things in my day, and one of our contributors has called me unpatriotic. So let me bring him on and give him the floor real quick. Uh, so, Chris, you, you do have the floor. Woo-hoo! How about those Patriots, man? America, did everybody see what I saw <laughs> last night? You, and you know what? Let, let, let me – I have the floor because you know I want to talk tonight, right? You know I want to talk tonight. <laughs> now, I had the luxury, America, of watching the game yesterday with Rifleman and Rick. With Rodney and Rick, your host and your and one of your co-hosts and another contributor, I watched the game with all of them yesterday, America. It was beautiful. It was amazing. It was amazing. There was nothing to be said. 
Uh, I think the Hope is very unpatriotic against the Patriots, man. He, there, he, there should be some more patriotism going that way. Uh, I don't understand. They're, they're a great team led by a great coach. You know, it takes no nonsense. Brady's definitely one of the better QBs that have graced the field of, of in the history of NFL. And uh, it's going down. I mean, we're sitting top seed right now pretty much over everybody. So, I mean, it feels good, man. It feels good. Now, now, Chris, I want to remind you, you are not the only team that's 10-2. and two. There is an well, NFC team that's 10-2 and two as well. Hey, we top seed where I'm from, man, where, where we at. We top seed, AFC. That is a true statement. That is true. And, you know, uh, if y'all going to recall on the last show, I had trouble with this thing because. Uh, oh, here, we go. There, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Rodney and Chris are both my sons, and I did receive <laughs> like the pick, but it was a very good beatdown. I am on the uh, Patriot bandwagon. They, they made a believer out of me last night. Oh. Come on, Okay, let, let me say this. I, you know, I, I, I'm not a, a jumper, but I'm a smart football Watch it. I, I watch it, and when I like what I see, and I know what I see, and I see greatness, and I see uh, flops, you know, and I didn't see nothing in this Dallas Cowboy team, but I see something in this Patriots team. So I do believe, and I like good football, and they play damn good. Excuse my language, but they play good football. Okay. <laughs> and well, so and I, I wanna, I wanna be the first to tell you that I do not like the New England Patriots. I do not like the New England Patriots, you know. I, I'm being real with you now. But it's not so much of a bias like it is towards the Redskins, a negative bias that is. You know, the Patriots put a beat down on the Jets last night. They put, I mean, they the Jets took a Cortland Finnegan beating. They got one of them out there. You know what I'm saying? They, it was it was bad for them, and I think Bill Belichick was trying to make a statement. You come out here with all the fancy stuff, talking all the noise, all the hoo-rah, hoo you know, but I'm going to run the score up. Mm. I'm going to run the score up now. I bet you next time you ain't going to talk all that noise, but he wrong, though, because Rex Ryan going to come out and talk it again. <laughs> let, me welcome, uh, let me welcome real quick back onto the program. Uh, Chosen, I want to bring you back on real quick. And I don't know if you got a chance to see a majority of this game, but, uh, of course, uh, Chris has called in to, to chastise us all for not picking yeah. the Patriots to win on Monday. All of you. Well, I, I have to say this, you know, and, and I'm just being honest. Uh, you know, I always knew the Patriots were a force to be reckoned with, and I just thought that the Jets might have had that competitive edge this year. And so I've just I, I, I gotta ride with the pass for the AFC. You know, I I just gotta do it. You know, mm. it, it, it's the only the only other way I can see them losing is is if, you know, maybe Tom Brady left and went to Baltimore. Other than that, man, it's it's a done deal. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve my comments and, uh, about the pages for Thursday. When we pick when, when we pick. Can I say something else going back to the to the Peyton man and, and Tom Brady argument, man? At this point, it's a better quarterback, man. Tom Brady or There you Peyton go, Manning. man. Tom, oh, there you go. You can't you cannot debate that. Yeah. Tom Brady only has four interceptions on the year. He had three hundred and twenty six yards passing last night. 
he is he is two of three every in a, every capacity uh, completion. He's two for three pretty much for the year so far, man. I mean, making records. They now it have it a hundred. on which it depend on and, which uh, point you're right. talking about, man. <laughs> It's depending on which point. This point in their career, this point in the season. Right. Both. 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 Let's go ahead and announce who won. Um, let's announce who won the picks uh, from this week. Uh, of course, winner uh, the winner of the picks was ten and five, and there was none other than. Uh, well, I'm sorry, the winner of the picks was thirteen and two, and there was none other than yours truly. I did win the picks this week. I only lost two games, oh, and that was the uh, Ravens and yeah, the Jets. Those are the two games I lost. Okay. You lost that game last night. Yeah, I lost that that's, game that's, last night. You can't have one. I got I had two losses overall. Uh, Rick, you finished at ten and five. You finished second. Uh, Royce, you finished third at nine and six. And chosen, you finished last again, buddy, seven and eight, man. Seven and eight. But we're gonna put hands on you tonight. We're gonna heal you, and we're gonna get you right back on track, man. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about it, man. Right back For those of you in Radio Land. Before the show comes on, they tell me to pick these picks. I'm not just doing this. I know better than this. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. Right now, I have a text message from a caller for Chris. Chris, is still on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The the question was, what's the difference between a Dallas Cowboy and a dollar bill. Do you know the answer? No. You can still get four quarters out of a dollar bill. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I like that. Why you ask Chris the Cowboy joke? <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw that one in there. Okay. Now, speaking, of, speaking of speaking of the Cowboys, let's talk about them real quick because they did win. Also, they won against the uh, they won against the Indianapolis Colts, thirty-eight to thirty-five in overtime. Now, this, question, this game to me uh, had a lot of questions, so I want to get into some of the the topics from this particular game with all you guys and get you guys' opinion. First of all, I think it was an impressive win. They did pick out Peyton Manning four times. It's not easy to do. Uh, so I, I give them credit for doing that. And also the running game came out of nowhere, out of nowhere. And, uh, and we all knew that, of course, going into the game, Marion Barber wasn't going to play. Felix Jones and Tashar Choice were split carries. But this is really a game for Tashar Choice to have a chance to basically, you know, tell Jerry, I know you don't want me to play because I don't play special teams that well, but I should be that starting running back. So I'm going to make a case real quick for Tashar to be the starting running back. And I'm going to give you guys some background on Tashar real quick, too. Now, he is no stranger to playing backup to another guy. And he's been backup to, to Felix Jones, fat backup to uh, Marion Barber. And in college as a freshman, he went to the University of Oklahoma and was a backup to Adrian Peterson. 
and left uh, Oklahoma once he realized that, hey, Peterson is going to be a, that guy for a long time there. So he went to Georgia Tech. He was a backup to P.J. Daniels. But once he got his start as a junior, he actually was the first Yellow Jacket to rush for 1,000 yards. So he's the only back that we have that was a starter in college. The only back we had that was a starter in college. So my question to you guys is, why are we just now, you know, even talking about the short choice being the starting back? I mean, what happened? And then the story's been out that Jerry doesn't want the short to be the starting back, although Jason Garrett's been trying to get him to be the starter since last year. So this could be that first, you know, rift that Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones has because, of course, Jerry wants to play the guy he's paying, which is Marion Barber. So, Chose, I'm going to ask you real first, real quick here, why has the short choice not been the feature back? Well, uh, three words. Coach Jerry Jones. Sustained. Well, you can say that. Yeah. You can say that. You can say that. Rick, you think the same thing? No, I mean, not not really. You know, I, I well, yeah, yeah, I do. I agree in, in some aspects. You know, for the fact that, you know, they're paying Marion Barber all that money, so they probably want to go ahead and get him out there, and they got, you know, to short choice for little or nothing. You know, so I think that that has a lot, you know, to do with it. But, you know, I would, you know, probably still ride with Felix at this point. I want to see Felix, and I want to see him, you know, for a long stretch of game, a season or two, you know, get his opportunities coming out the gate and go for it, you know. But – you know, Tashar Choice did his thing. I wouldn't mind him being out there. You know, I would like him for a backup. And, I mean, I wouldn't mind starting him at, at some point if Felix couldn't get it done. Okay. Barbara is the one that's, gotta, that's, that's pretty much got to go. Yeah. I, I, you know, I like Felix Jones. I think Felix has that, uh, that that capability to break a play at any time. He's got the explosive nature about him. But as a back that you hand the ball to 20 times a game, I think the shard is still better than Felix in that regard. Now, he's not as fast as Felix, not as explosive. Yeah. But in that regard of being a back that you can hand the ball to all the time, he's the only one that's got any kind of experience like that. His senior year in college, you know, 70, he did graduate, by the way, from Georgia Tech. He actually um, he actually rushed for 1,300 yards and was the ACC rushing champion uh, in his senior season in 2007. Uh, Royce, well, what do you think? you think that Tashard should be the feature back? Should he get primarily most of the carries? Or, or do you think that, you know, they're still going to seriously give it the ball to Felix Jones? And, and what about Marion Barber? I'm tell you what I really think. I'm not going to give you a radio answer. Number one, y'all, the only team I know that started out the year with three running backs, and it took y'all 12 weeks to figure out that you need to play one. You don't have, you still don't have a feature back. you still undecided about a back. So until you make a choice of who the running back is and get rid of either one of the three, you're going to have the same thing next year. So it took y'all 12 weeks to figure out George should have been the starting back 12 weeks ago. So that's all I got to say about that. And you're, and you're not playing for a playoff spot. So I'm really not paying much attention to you playing for pride. But y'all, the only one team I know to start out with three running backs you still haven't made the decision who the feature back is. That's it. Now, Rick, now you brought up about Felix getting predominantly more carries still than Tashard. Yeah. Now, last year in week three against the Carolina Panthers, 
Uh, of course, due to injuries, uh, Tashar got the start. Then he went 18 carries for 82 yards and one touchdown. So he's done it before. He stepped in and been a, a huge contributor to get those kind of carries. And to give you a quick uh, analysis between him and Marion Barber, which I think there's no comparison for this season anyway, but he had 44 yards rushing in the first quarter, and Marion Barber took him three games and had 44 yards rushing. Uh, and it was the first three games of the season. So do you still think that the Shark can't be the feature back? I mean, I still would, you know, have my opinions about what I want to see out of out of Felix Jones. I'm not dismissing the fact that Tashar Choice could be the, the the featured back. I'm not saying that he couldn't, you know, especially with the season being the way that it is right now. I want to see Felix. You know, I pitch you in the first round. You know, you got you are very explosive out there. I need to see if you can handle this because if you can't, I need to find me somebody that can do it, even if that is the sharp choice. Putting him out there and letting you be my third down back, you know, maybe switch their roles a little bit. You know, but I want to see what, what Phoenix has got. I mean, he's very explosive, and he's shown me enough to want to see more. My, my hey, next question real back, quick. Please. Can you pick one running back to jog a feature? Well, it's not uh, on me running back. I'm not. I'm not in practice. I'm. 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 I should be relying on my coaches to pick the right back. And apparently, right. Jason Garrett's been the guy's been calling to charge horses number since last year. But again, he's been blocked by the GM. The GM wants to see his money out there on the field. And I think you know, chosen by a great point about Coach Jerry Jones. I mean, he does step in that coach's mm-hmm. role a lot of the time for a lot of players. And that brings us to my next point: is with Dez Bryant. Of course, we know he's going to be out for the rest of the season with a broken ankle. But should Dez, as explosive as he is and the way we use him on offense, when he comes back next season, uh, and Royce, I ask you first, do you think that he will be playing on special teams? I think he's just an injury-prone player. He got injured in the preseason. He ain't even start the season. He ain't ended the season. So, I mean, I, told, I, I said that up front. With, you know, all the buzz was around him, but I said, man, you got to see if he's one of those injury-prone players. Yeah, he ain't even got out there on the field. You know, they're pumping him up already. Like, he done already made plays. I mean, he get out there and make some plays, but, man, you ain't good if you can't start the season and end the season. How valuable are you? Well, I think, right. I think, I think his value's been proven. I just think that right. they're, they're doing too much with him. If, if a guy's going to be your explosive guy in offense, he can't. He can't run back kickoffs, run back punts. He can't do all that at one time. People do it on other teams all day long, is what I'm saying, and they don't necessarily get injured all the time. But I'm just saying he might be one of those injury prone players. We don't know until his season goes on. I tell you what, we have this conversation this time next year. We'll see if he's one of those injury prone players, or we'll see if he just caught a streak of bad luck. Chosen, what you think? I think he should be playing on special teams next year. I, I really I really think that at least running back uh the, the kickoffs uh is something that will be vital for us. Other than that, I think you rest him and you keep him healthy. Um I think he is the only th- true threat that every defensive coordinator is gunning for and that's why he's getting the harder hits. You know, I think the coaches in the locker room will say if you don't hit any other cowboy you hit this Bryant. Uh you know, they they took Romo out, they took Dez Bryant out. Now who do we have? Nobody. Uh, 
you know. So mm. I definitely think keep them on kickoffs, but other than that, that's about it. That's a good point. And Royce, what do you think? Well, I think he's the best player on the Cowboy team right now. I, I think you, you try to save him for offense uh, mainly, but he, he, he's, a, he's a force to be reckoned with on kickoff. He's a Hester on kickoffs and punts. So uh, you, you can let him do that. He can be a dual role in that. But other than that, I limit his role. Now, I think I think he can run back maybe uh, punts, not so often kickoffs. Kickoffs, you got everybody coming down the field full speed. You got to set up blocking. With a punt, I mean, you got an option to, of course, call for a fair catch, let the punt go. So he can pick and choose his spots and when he wants to run the ball. So I'd say let him run back punts, but maybe not kickoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick, what mm-hmm. you say? Uh, you know, I if if he had to play on special teams, I would choose um, punt return. But you know, I agree with some of you know what Chris was saying. I mean, he some of it. He might be one of those injury prone players, and if he is, I'm not fit to even take that chance with putting you on special teams. You're gonna be my wide receiver out here, and you're gonna be catching these touchdowns. That's where you're gonna be at for me. You're not gonna be on special teams. I find somebody else to do that. Yeah, and real quick, we go before we go. We got about a minute left in the program. Want to remind everyone if you download us on iTunes, stay in contact with the show at rfsportsradio.blogspot.com or twitter.com/rfsportsradio or email us if you guys want to get involved and advertise on the show at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. Real quick before we go, guys, I want to get everyone's opinion. Is Jason Garrett going to be the coach next season? He doesn't say there's going to be a season. Uh, from what you've seen, he's 3-1 and one in his first four games. Will he be the coach next season? Chris, i ask you first. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think most likely knowing the relationship with him and Jerry, he'll probably be the coach. I mean, you might as well. It's cheaper rather than hiring somebody else. You're already paying him like a head coach anyway. But, I mean, you know, I, I don't – I don't know. I mean, either way, it doesn't matter. I think the kind of the whole, you know, roster maybe needs to be kind of cleaned up a little. You know what I mean? And and can move on. I mean, I I don't know because I mean, looking at now, like the head coach or whatnot, the head coach might make the decision to roll with getting a promo, which I don't even know what decision you make then. You got three running backs, so I I don't. Different coach might try different things in there. You might get a man in there. Or you might have Garrett, who's somewhat of a yes man mm-hmm. here. So I don't, I don't know. Yes, yeah. Uh, Rick, what you think, man? If I had to answer you right now, the Cowboys being three and one, and Jerry Jones, you know, having a relationship with Jason Garrett already, Jason Garrett would be the coach. I think you know what though. I think Jason Garrett at three and one has deserved a chance to be the coach next year. But knowing Jerry, if another guy comes up to Jerry and says, hey, man, I'll coach your team, and keep in mind, it's safe for instance, if there is a holdout next season, that could shake up a lot of things in the NFL, and it could be a coach that come out and wants to coach his team. Although he won't have a lot of time to spend with them in training camp as much as Garrett has up until this point and know the players like Garrett does, I think he will try to make some kind of splash if someone does come his way. But I think at three and one, he's deserved at least a, a legitimate chance of the whole season uh, under under him as a head coach. Chosen, what you think? 
Well, I remember earlier in the season, a lot earlier in the season, Roy said something, and I just want to reiterate that. Tony Dungy is available. Right on. (laughs) That's true. That's true. That is true. (laughs) That is true. Tony Dungy is available. You know, that's that's all I got to (laughs) say. Well, well, you know the last word on this, Royce. What you think? Well, we know he, he's already making uh, head coach type money. Uh, that he, you know he hired him first, and uh, I think Jerry keeps him on. You know, against my bad advice, but I think Jerry keeps him on because he's already making head coach salary, and uh, I think he Jason Garrett's one of the kind of coaches he more or less can control. I don't think he can control Tony Dungy, so I, I say Jason Gary be there next year. Mm. Well, I, I think I think it's, it's a good chance for him to be there, but of course we all know Jerry. Jerry does as Jerry wants to do, and so he's going to be well, looking to make a splash this year. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. Royce, you got any more cowboy jokes you want to give us, man? You mean you've been cowboy I'm joking it. us to death all day? Man, hey, man, hey, man. It, it, I want to congratulate the Cowboys on their win, and it just goes back to prove my point. Peyton Manning was not Tom Brady, man. Okay, here we go. Here we go. We want to thank, we want to thank, everyone. We want to thank everyone for coming on the program tonight. If you guys want to get in contact uh, with Rick and what he's got going on, make sure you go to familyvibesounds at gmail.com. Shoot him an email. He'd love to hear from you guys. If you want to reach out to Chosen, I always go to icebreakerproductions.com and check out what they got going on. And if you want to reach Chris, you can just email me and I'll give it to him. So, again, we thank you guys for coming on to the show. It's been another great show. We see you guys on Friday instead of Thursday since we got a Mavs game to cover on Friday. So we see you guys, I mean, Mavs game to cover on Thursday. So we see you guys on Friday at 930. That's been another episode of the R Sports Radio Show. See y'all next time.